an all-knowing, all-seeing being, however you want to describe God. People can relate to that. If I said, do you uh, relate to Jesus? A lot of people might say, yeah. If I ask you to close your eyes now and, and imagine Jesus, yeah, I got him. Yeah, I can see him. And do you know why that is? Because we've, we've looked at pictures and we've seen movies and, and we get this image of what Jesus might have looked like. And, and so we can, we can relate to Jesus. But when we talk about the Holy Spirit, or as I used to, the, the preachers in my day when I was young, the Holy Ghost used to frighten me to death. The ghost, you know. Or even spirit is a little bit different. And when we try to relate to the Holy Spirit, sometimes it's a little bit, ooh, a little bit mystical, a little bit out there, and perhaps we can't do that. But you know, that is the biggest lie of the enemy. He doesn't want us to relate to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is here with us now. He's in us now, and we are spiritual beings. And he doesn't want us to live a spiritual life. So he wants us to have that little bit of, ooh, it's a little bit, ooh, a little bit too much for me, that. So I just want to talk about living this spiritual life. You know, I don't know whether I actually believe that God elevates some people to higher spiritual levels than others. Is God going to give you more of the Holy Spirit than He's going to give me? I, I don't know whether I can get my head around that. I believe that God actually calls people to different ministries, yes, and equips them for those ministries and different giftings, yes. But I do believe that there are different closeness of the Spirit. And that's the difference. People can get closer. And, and, I, and I've read books and, and I've heard stories of how people seem to be on another level of spirituality. But I believe that that's because they've got closer. See, our closeness depends on us. We're all capable of moving closer and getting more of Him. Living deeper in the Spirit. James 4 and verse 8 says this. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Draw near to me, God says, and I will draw near to you. And I've used this illustration before to try to describe this verse. And I'll, I think I'll use it again because I often say, and you may be thinking about it now, well, you've said that God is as close as He possibly can get to us. And I do believe that. I believe God can't get any closer. He's, he's in us. His Spirit is in us. So how does this verse work then? If you draw close to me, I will draw close to you. And I, I, I try to illustrate it like this. Let me see how, how, can, how can I illustrate it, right? This, this lectern, this tiny, tiny little lectern there, right? We're going to have a bigger one than this. There it is, okay? It's not moved. It's as close as it can get. Now, if I get closer to it, what happens? It's getting closer to me. How is it getting closer to me? Because I am getting closer to it. So this is what God is saying. I have come as close as I possibly can to you. I've given you my Holy Spirit. I will dwell in you. Now if you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. I will get bigger in you. I will become bigger in your life. But what have we got to do? We've got to make the move. Because he's made his move. 
It's getting close to him. Are you moving closer? When you walk in the spirit, it's, you move, don't you? Unless you, you know, okay. I can see somebody thinking, well, unless you're walking on the spot. But when you walk in, you're supposed to move and get closer. There's um, an illustration which I, I read about an explorer to the North Pole. Now, you, anyone ever been to the North Pole? No? No, it's very cold, apparently. You can freeze to death in minutes if you're exposed. There's vast wastelands like deserts of snow and ice. It's bitterly, bitterly cold. And the first explorers didn't really know what they were coming across. And there's a story of one explorer. He set his compass dead north. That's where he was going. But as he was moving, constantly moving, going forward, he was checking his compass and he kept going south. And he is saying, this is impossible. I'm supposed to be getting closer to the North Pole. But yet he was getting further and further away. He could not fathom it. What he realized after so long of doing this, that he was on a giant iceberg, which was drifting away from the North Pole. And the story is this. Even as Christians, the moral is this. We can be working hard. We can be involved in all church activities, but never getting closer. Possibly even drifting away. Because we can be so caught up in our own life, church life, doing the right thing, looking good, sounding good, but never getting closer, just drifting away. You see, we, we need to be not just attending church, not just doing church, but being the church. The church is this word called ecclesia, the called out ones. So if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, you are a called out one. You're called out to Him. You're in a spiritual walk, and that spiritual walk should be getting you closer to Him. But if all you're doing is doing church, making the right noises, sitting in the right seats, helping out at the right time, you could just be drifting away from Him, never, ever getting closer. Are you really walking a spiritual life? Are you worshiping in honesty and truth? Honest before him. All my weaknesses, Lord. All my faults. I confess them before you now. Are you spending that quality time? Be still and know that I am God. Are you spending that quality time with him? What about your daily thoughts? What about your choices, your decisions? Are they all in Him and through Him? What about your conversation? Wherever you are, is it in Him? Is it through Him? Because when we are walking in Him, when we are in the Spirit, as you like, getting closer, getting closer, it influences people around us. And I just want to share something that happened this morning. And... We went to 
another church this morning because they had a special speaker there and a few of us were invited along and we went there. And at the end of the service, a lady came up to Karen and I and she said, I hope you don't mind me saying, she said, but I'm a nurse in the ICU, cardiac section in Cardiff. I went, oh, I said, you, my mum's in there, that's a coincidence. She just had a, she said, I know, I know. That's why I've come to talk to you, she said. And what she said blew my mind because I, I knew I was talking about this, walking the spiritual life and influencing others because you're walking the spiritual life. And every time, even while we were in the Gwent, in the fantastic ICU unit with all those beautiful, fantastic nurses down there, as a family, we made no bones about it. We prayed around the bed. We held hands around the bed. We talked about our faith. We talked about Jesus. Even talking to the, the consultants, the nurses, the doctors, they would say, well, you know, it's 50-50, you know, she could pull through. And we go, we know where she's going. We were just open about it. And anyway, down in the ICU in, in Cardiff, yesterday this happened. You know, I might, I'd lost all track of days. Was it yesterday? Linda was in there before us. That's my sister who's sitting by there, who's 55. The anesthetist was at the end of the bed with, with, the, with the nurse and introduced himself. Hello, I'm the anesthetist. And Linda straight away went, I've been praying for you. And he goes, oh, thank you. <laughs> I go in afterwards. Linda comes out. There's only strictly two at a time, isn't there? So I go in afterwards. And the nurse looking after ma'am said, oh, yeah, it was a real, real successful operation. We're really pleased. He said, touch wood. She'll come through it. I said, no, 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 we don't touch wood. I said, we pray. And he looked at me and went, okay. This lady this morning said, that nurse you talked to yesterday was my friend, Tom. He can't get over it. That's all he's been talking about. You and your sister and your family talking about the Lord and praying. And she said, I couldn't get away from him. He wanted to know more. See, you don't know when you're living a spiritual life who you are influencing, who you're talking to. We heard a little thing this morning. This preacher was about seeds. You see, one will plant a seed, another will water a seed, but God brings the increase. I, I didn't know, my sister didn't know, that maybe we were planting a seed or watering a seed. We don't know. Maybe that nurse had been planting a seed in Tom, and we come along, we pour a bit of water on it. Do you know where the miracle happens in seed growth? the growth. And we got nothing to do with that. We can plant a seed. We can water it. But the miracle is in that growth. And so, Lord, yeah, I pray for Tom. Lord, you make that seed grow in him. Because when you're walking in the Spirit, all your, your daily conversations, your thoughts, everything is in the Spirit. Because we are spiritual beings. And in your workplace, in your family, you will influence others because you are in the Spirit. We need to be walking in the Spirit all the time. Have you ever been in the presence of someone who was really close to the Lord? I read something. I was reading a John Bevere book, and he was saying in it that one day he had to go and pick up Dr. Yogi Chong. You know who he is? He, he is um, Dr. Yogi Cho, is it? Cho. Cho, C-H-O-W-L. 
Uh, he's, he's got a, a church in South Korea. I think it's about 20,000 in his congregation. I think his youth is about 2,000. You know, he has, he has a, a leadership team of about 1,000. I don't know. It's massive. It's so massive. But he is such a spiritual guy. And anyway, John Bavia says in his book, he went to pick him up. He was waiting outside and had the little sign up, Dr. Yogi Cho. And he comes over, gets in the car, and John Bavia turns the engine on. He said he couldn't move. He, just, he was just crying. He was in tears. He was like, wow. And he looked at Yogi Cho and he said, God is here. And he said, Yogi Cho, just turned and went, yeah. And he said, drive. You see, to some people, the closeness is normal. It's natural. Because we are spiritual beings living a temporary earthly life. But for John Bevere, he wasn't at that point yet. And he's John Bevere. You know? So, yeah, I don't believe that there are different levels. God hasn't taken Dr. Yogi Cho and put him up there. He's just said, come close to me. And he said, I'll get as close as I possibly can. Why? Because I want to influence others. Yes, yeah, great for me. But it's also a massive influence on those around me. The closer I get, the better it is. Do you know why the, the Bible talks about us being fruit? Bear fruit. Have good fruit. Fruit. It's all about fruit. What's so special about fruit? The seed. Because when the fruit is, fruit is nice and it's, and it's sweet and it's good to be around, but it's the seed. You've got to be planting seeds wherever you go. And the closer you walk to Him, the more you have Him in your life. You live this spiritual life. That's, that's what He wanted. God said, I, I'm going to send Jesus. And Jesus says, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And that's the best you got now. In us. In us. You know, our spirit can, can go much further than our body and our soul. Our mind knows, our, our spirit knows more than our body. Knows more than our, 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 our body and our mind. Get, we can get caught up in, in the fleshy things. But the spirit will tell us things different. It leads in a different way. The promptings. Because when you're walking in the Spirit, you're allowed to go a little bit closer. And when you're allowed to get a little bit closer, you hear things that perhaps you wouldn't have heard if you was a little bit further away. I know as a, as a boy, my dad was a pastor. My grandfather was a pastor. And there were some ministers that used to come and visit to speak and they'd all get together and they'd be talking about the things of God. Occasionally they'd, they'd break into song now and again and they'd begin to pray together and they would weep together. This was in my house where we, where we lived. You know, this used to happen now and again. Sunday nights especially, people would come back. But because we lived in a house that was like that and those people would come in, you are privy to some of their conversation. You might not have heard that if you weren't there. You were privy to see those, those grown-ups crying before God. 
Why? Because we were a little bit privileged because we were closer. And this is what it's like when, you, when you're close to the Holy Spirit. You, you get to hear things that perhaps other people don't. You get to feel things that perhaps other people don't, that are not that close. Do you want to be closer? I do. And I know it's like sometimes it's, it's two steps forward and one step back with us, isn't it? You know, I'm nearly there, I'm getting closer. Oh, I've tripped up again. But I tell you what, if it's two steps closer or one step back, it's one step closer. You're getting closer. And all we experience, no matter how close we get to him, is just a brush. A little bit of his presence. That's all. And we think, wow, the presence of God, he was, he was all here. He wasn't all there. If he was all there, he'd obliterate us. It's just a little bit. But he's saying, come closer. I love that thought where the curtain has been ripped down. That curtain which eight men had to move. It was so big and heavy, but it was ripped from top to bottom, showing that no man could have done that. And I imagine the high priest sort of looking in. What? And the other priests were like, whoa, can't look in there. I can imagine God going, come in, come on. Come in closer. That's what he's doing with us right now. The Holy Spirit is just saying, come closer. This walk, come close. You know, we, we heard it read earlier in Romans 8. The whole of creation is yearning, looking forward with anticipation to complete redemption, to complete restoration. Because we're not, we're not complete yet. We are living in a cursed world. Are we not complete yet? But we have to reconnect with the Lord. And He's made it possible for us through Jesus Christ and His Holy Spirit that we now have. I love verse 16. You're going to be saying it a lot of it. His Spirit joins with our spirit. Remember I gave you that illustration last week. If you pour water together... You have the water. You cannot separate once the Holy Spirit is mingled into our spirit. We are co-joined. And if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are living a spiritual life. And don't let the enemy of your soul tell you any different because he's exactly that. He's the enemy. And he will not want you to live a spiritual life. He will not want you to influence others. He will not want you to have this power as the called out ones. Or do you just keep the Holy Spirit for special occasions? Like the china in your house, the nice ones. Well, pastors coming around, get the bone china out. Or sometimes get the chip mugs out if pastors coming around. Sometimes we treat the Holy Spirit like that. Oh, it's Sunday morning, Holy Spirit on. You know? Oh, it's worship time, it's prayer meeting on. Get the Holy Spirit out. The Holy Spirit is for every second of our lives. In us. He has a mind. The Holy Spirit. He's not a thing. He's not an it. Romans 8 and verse 27. He has a mind. He has a will. When we talk about the Holy Spirit, we're talking about God's Spirit. He has emotions. He has love. He speaks to us. 
He can even be offended and grieved. The Bible says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. But the beautiful thing about it is that He wants to do life with us. And when you do life with someone, that means the good, the bad, the ugly, all the other bits, everything. He wants to walk with us. He wants us to walk in Him. How often in Scripture have we ever read when you've read through it? The Spirit told them, or the Spirit prompted them, or the Spirit compelled them. Have you ever experienced that where the Holy Spirit in you is just like prompting you? Oh, I just feel I need to say this to someone, or I need to do this. You know, we need to be relying on the Holy Spirit a little bit more. Again, the enemy doesn't want us to. He doesn't want us to be compelled by the Holy Spirit. He doesn't want us to be prompted by the Holy Spirit. He doesn't want us to be told things by the Holy Spirit. That's why we must get closer so that we can hear, so that we can feel, so that we know what He sounds like. Romans 9, even moving on into Romans 9, verse 1. I'm going to read this one from the Amplified Version. One of the versions I do like reading is the Amplified. It gives you a little bit more depth into the Hebrew or the Greek. It says, I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience, enlightened and prompted by the Holy Spirit, bearing witness with me. Paul is constantly saying, I'm prompted by the Holy Spirit to say this. Paul's understanding was enlightened. He was communicating through the Holy Spirit. He was getting closer. He was hearing secrets. He was being told things through the Holy Spirit that perhaps others couldn't hear. Just like I said about getting closer. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 10. God has revealed those things to us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the deep things of God. Lord, I want to know the deep things. Do you want to know the deep things? You can't know the deep things unless you walk in the Spirit, unless you get close in the Spirit. Because it's the Spirit that enlightens and shares those deep things, those feelings, those God decisions. You know, when you're walking in the Spirit, you, t you tend to have spiritual thoughts and those promptings. It's like a, a husband and wife when you've been married for, I don't know, 33 years or something. You start finishing off each other's, I'm not married to you. But you do. You find out. You find that. <laughs> you might. We'll be in a. We'll be. We'll be in a car. We'll be in the car sometimes, and I'll say to Karen, "Oh, I'm just thinking this." She said, oh, "That's funny. I was just thinking that as well." Have you ever had that? If you if you're in a long-term relationship, have you ever said, "I was thinking. I was just thinking the very same thing." It happens, doesn't it? See, Chris and Flo, they're there. See, they know. And this is what it's like in the spirit. You're thinking things because the Holy Spirit is saying, I'm thinking that as well. 
I'm prompting you to do this, to say this, to go there. And you're thinking it's you, but you know, hey, it's the Spirit. Because you're in a close, long-term relationship. Allow Him to speak into your life. Just finally, what else does this spiritual relationship give us? I'm just going to bang through these. This spiritual relationship gives us power. Acts 1 and verse 8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. What did Paul say to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7? I don't expect you to keep up with all these, mind them, because I'm going I'm to whip through them. 2 Timothy 1 and verse 8, what we've already heard, we will have a spirit of power, not of fear. You're powerful. That's why the enemy hates you. He doesn't want you to get close. He doesn't want you to be powerful. He doesn't want you to influence your, your schoolmates, your college mates, your workmates, your family, your community. He wants you to be shy and timid and retiring and, and not have this power to speak up. And when someone says, oh, well, I'll tap on wood, they say, no, we pray. It's more powerful than that. He doesn't want that. But the Holy Spirit does. And that's what the Holy Spirit will give you. The Holy Spirit will give you confidence to speak up. The Holy Spirit will give you confidence to, to be who you really are. Not to hide away in a corner. 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 3. You show that you are a letter from Christ. The result of our ministry. Written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. And verse 4 says, such confidence we have through Christ before God. It's a confidence there. He gives us an assurance and a hope. All the time when we were stood at mom's bedside, when they were saying she's not going to make it through the night, well, we said, yeah, that's sad. But we know where she's going. Because he gives us a hope. Romans 5 and verse 2. Because of our faith. Christ has brought us into this place of unreserved privilege where we now stand and we are confidently and joyfully looking forward to sharing God's glory. And then it goes on in verse 5. And this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because He has given us His Holy Spirit. He's a guarantee inside us. Whenever you want to take something back today, you say, have you got your guarantee? Have we got your receipt, guaranteed, everything got? No, lost that. The Holy Spirit is a guarantee for who we are in Christ and where we're going in Him. Amen. Ephesians 1 and verse 13. And you were also included in Christ when you heard the message of the truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in Him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit who is the, a deposit, guarantee in our inheritance. You're marked in Him. You're stamped with the seal of God, the Holy Spirit. So don't let any lies of the enemy say you're not because you are. Just say, have a look. Have a look inside. I've got a mark. I'm guaranteed. I have a hope. I know. You're guaranteed. I tell you what else the Holy Spirit gives us is a new level of worship with a new language that He can give us. When you come into that place of overflowing of the Holy Spirit, 
Jesus said, out of your bellies will flow rivers of living water. He was talking about the Holy Spirit. And you may be hearing people speaking in tongues, we call it, and, and worshiping in that way. That's another thing of the Holy Spirit. It's a different level of worship, a different level of prayer. It's all about this new creation. It's all about walking in the Spirit. You know, some of these things you may be saying, well, I want that. I want that. Well, you can have it. No one's saying you can't. The Holy Spirit is there for every single one of us. Jesus said, I will send you the comforter. I will send you the advocate. Just finally, I've skipped a few things. You know, it's not enough just to say, I believe in God. It's not enough. It's not enough just to say, yeah, yeah, I know about Jesus, yeah, yeah, in fact, uh, yeah, I believe in him. You know, believing is not enough. The Bible says the devils believe. It's actually being part of me. Lord, I want you to be part of me, and I want to be part of you. And the only way he could be part of us and us part of him is through his Holy Spirit. So allow the Holy Spirit to come into your life. And what, that will hap what will happen then is your spirit will come alive. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if he has not deposited that Holy Spirit in you at salvation, then your spirit is just lying dead, dormant. It needs to be alive. That's what Jesus said, born again. The Holy Spirit cements that. He enhances it. He seals it. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for sending Jesus. Jesus, I thank you for sending the Holy Spirit that we can walk together, that we can live this spiritual life together. Lord, help us to realize our potential. Help us to realize who we are in you. Lord, we want to get closer. And Lord, I pray that you will help every single one of us who are here right now to get closer to you in whatever way possible. Lord, if it means reading your word more, Lord, help us to find time for that. If it means, Lord, spending more time in prayer, Lord, help us to find time for that. Lord, if it means to worshiping you more, sharing the gospel more, Lord, we, we want this boldness, this confidence to get closer to you so that all we will see is you fill our lives so that we can be an influence to others in our workplaces, in our schools and colleges, in our communities. That yes, Lord, the Holy Spirit through us will shine. Because through your word, Lord, you said that we should shine you. And we shine you in these places so that they can see you in us. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you haven't got this spiritual life, then I want to pray for you right now. I'm going to pray a very simple prayer. You pray it in your heart. 
Because your spirit can come alive through belief in Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit can de be, be deposited in you. Just pray this simple prayer, which is the beginning of a transformation in your life. Dear Lord Jesus, please come into my life. I want to walk a spiritual life with you. Forgive me of my sins. I repent of them right now. Thank you for dying for me. I want to live every life, getting the rest of my life, getting closer and closer to you. If you prayed that prayer, just indicate to me by raising your hand and putting it back down because I want to pray with you afterwards. If you want your spirit to be alive, let me know. Because I'm not going to let you go without praying with you. Please don't rush off afterwards. Come and see me if you've prayed that prayer. We're going to have some teas and coffees. I want to thank everyone for, and our family want to thank everyone for praying for my mom. And for us, yes, it's been a bit of an up and down. We still need a lot of prayer. My mom still needs a lot of prayer. And I said it last week, and I still stand by it. All those that we are praying for right now, I want to see them here, sat in the front row. And when they are all here in the meeting, I'm going to get them all at the front row. Because that will be a testimony. I must reiterate, because I've been told to say this, the children, the babies that are in the creche, they have to be picked up before all the people flood in. And don't try and sneak in through the back way. Apparently, apparently, Arthur, I don't know who it is, not you, not you, no. But some people have been going outside and in that way, all right? So we're going to get some women bouncers on the doors. <laughs> God bless you. Let's have a tea.